Hey, 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 it is your girl, April Talee, and welcome to Soul Sunday, where we talk and discuss all things soul. Um, today is no different. As I mentioned to you in previous podcasts, the soul is comprised of three components, the mind, the will, and the emotions. And so um, as we continue on this journey of healing the soul, um, We'll be talking about these three different areas so that um, we are able to have the peace and walk out in the divine purpose that God has created us for. And so today I want us to talk in the area of the mind and in particular with distraction. Um, Some of you who are listening may know, but I wrote a book that was released um, earlier this year called Identity Crisis. In Identity Crisis, um, I talk about um, different areas of um, our identity um, that God has called us to know. Um, We have a natural identity as well as a spiritual identity um, that, um, that God really wants us to understand more about our spiritual identity so that we are able to defeat the lies of the enemy and win the battle for our, um, our identity ultimately. And so um, some of the areas that I believe that the enemy has attacked um, just people in general, you don't necessarily have to even consider yourself a Christian or saved, but you will still fall into this area where the enemy attacks um, in the spiritual realm, which is um, there's four things that I identified um, and they start with D. So they're easier to remember to remember. And they are discouragement. They are uh, distraction. They are doubt. And then ultimately ending in derailment. Now, I don't want to talk about all four today, but I want to um, focus on an area of the mind where the enemy is probably been very effective, especially in this season or in this time frame, and that is distractions, okay, in the area of distractions. And so, um, so easy to get distracted. Um, We actually are all, most of us today, if you're a millennial, are conditioned to be a multitasker. Like, at my job, I work as an occupational therapist and as an occupational therapist, I'm treating patients. Um, I'm doing rehabilitation, um, rather it's doing exercises and prescribing exercises with the patient and or um, helping a patient be able to um, re- rehabilitate their um, ability to be able to dress themselves, groom themselves, um, bathe themselves, um, work in the kitchen and things like that. Although I'm doing all those things, you would think that that would be enough. But in the midst of that, I have to multitask and I'm typing as the patient is working out or and as the patient is, um, you know, dressing themselves. My computer's right there. My brain has become wired and and, and, and intertwined where I, I have to stay busy. You know, like if I feel unproductive, if there's not two things going on at once. Okay, and so um, we are we essentially have conditioned ourselves to um, focus on multiple things at once. And um, 
there's some people that are better at it than others, but um, some folks like myself, like the selective attention, you know, um, some things get lost, you know, when you your attention is divided in that way. And um, you're not able to attend to everything as effectively as you could. And so to me, you know, why wouldn't the enemy want us to be distracted or to multitask? Because if your attention is divided and in multiple areas, then there is an easier way for you to be um, unknowingly under an attack. And so I believe this area of distraction is intentional, um, especially today in this time, um, because um, if if our guard is down, then um, we don't know, you know, the areas that we um, may be um, we may we may be hurting. And so um, I, I definitely believe this is something that God wants us to um, be more vigilant about. Um, actually, I know that the, in the scripture, I believe it's first Peter, that he says that we are to be vigilant because our enemy, the devil is he is prowling like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And so when we're not on our post, if we're not clear and um, and vigilant and watching um, for the attacks, then, you know, we can get caught up. And so um, I don't want to prolong this conversation, but I kind of want us to kind of look at some areas real quick where the enemy has distracted us. And so I think one of the biggest areas that um, or ways that the enemy has distracted us today is within the realm of our devices, whether that's through our televisions, whether that's through our cellular phones or our computers, our screen time, essentially. And our screen time, we can be binge watching different shows. Um, we can um, be on our devices and continue, you know, playing our video games on there. You know, they got the candy crushes. I'm probably way outdated. That's the last time I was on there playing the game was with candy crush. I'm sure there's some other stuff on there now. Um, you got the video games, you know, where we're playing those that Fortnite. Yes. The kids are playing Fortnite, um, you know, with us and our social media notifications and us being on our social social media lines, whether it's Instagram or whether it's our um, Facebook or Twitter and looking at our favorite entertainers. Um, Just recently with us having COVID-19, it really has heightened our virtual um, world experience. And we are more, we are so, we're even more glued to our devices than before, ever before. And so um, the distraction is real. Um, And one of the um, cool things or like just so interesting things is that, there was a documentary that was just put out. It's called The Social Dilemmas on Netflix. If you guys haven't seen it yet, I definitely would encourage you to watch it. I thought that it was um, definitely well executed. Um, they interviewed several executives and um, people, major players in the social media realm, whether from YouTube or from Google, um, Instagram, Facebook, and they talk candidly about some of the ways that and the trajectory of um, social media and how what seemed to be something innocent just to connect people 
from, you know, with family and friends and maybe people they hadn't seen in a while has grown to something that's so global, but then also to something where the people that are utilizing the social media, you and me, okay, um, are now products. Like the more people that are on Instagram, the more people that are um, on their Facebook, whether it's Facebook lives or watching their videos and things like that, the more money Instagram or YouTube is able to make. And, and that is through their marketing. And we're always being sold something. The longer that we can be on those devices, the more money it's potentially that can be made. And, um, and so, you know, this is an area not only for the sake of, you know, financially being, you know, financially responsible, but also just understanding that um, we are being enticed to be on these devices because people are able to capitalize and make money off of it. And and it wasn't that they initially intended for it to be this way, but this is just capitalism. This is what it grew into. And so um, I... I just encourage you to watch that. Um, and so I just want to hit on some areas of ways for us to to be able to, one, be vigilant about distraction and understand the value in um, us not allowing ourselves to be have so much divided attention. And so one thing that we can do if you have a cellular phone or smartphone, I don't know if flip phones do this, but any phone that is um, like an Apple or Android should have an application on your phone where you are able to look at the amount of time that you are being productive on your phone. Productive activities can be email, Productive activities can be reading. Uh, productive activities can be you writing, like because you can use your notes and things like that. But there is also areas where you can look at your social media time or your, um, I believe when you're like on different um, websites or stores, it can show you that as well. What I would like you guys to do, these are analytics, so to speak. And so if you are weekly paying attention to how much screen time are you using? And when you're looking at that, looking at those areas and saying, you know, okay, maybe you give yourself a budget of time that you want to spend on your, on your device. And you would, I would say if you have children, teenagers, or, um, young, young kids, um, definitely even have them maybe giving them a budget on the time that is spent on those devices. And so with doing so, then you can start to capture more of your day and not allow the day to get away from you. Because what I believe happens is that, you know, a a phone, you pick up the phone here and you pick up your computer here. And before you knew it, or you know it, three hours has passed and you hadn't accomplished any of the things you may have set out to do. So budget out the amount of time. And so, and if you have, you know, been really bad at just using your phone or, you know, you like, it's an addictive thing, honestly, it's actually an addiction. And I have fallen victim to that where, um, 
without even having a notification. Like I'm just going to grab the phone. And I think, again, it's because we have conditioned our minds to always constantly be running. I need to be doing something. I should be doing something should be in my hand. What am I doing? You know, not allowing your time, your mind to just be free to relax that, you know, we sometimes don't even realize that we, we, we spent so much time on our phone that we didn't do anything else. Okay. All right. So we're budgeting our screen time. We're looking at it week over week and we're looking at trying to reduce it. Okay. All right. Another thing that we can do is look at the notifications. I know that, uh, you know, whenever we sign up for these different, um, Instagram or Facebook, um, uh, we, we would, you know, put in there, okay, I want to be notified when I have a friend or family member go online, or if they send me a message, I want to know. But this is the interesting thing. Um, in the social dilemma, they actually said that that was something that was uh, researched in order for them to keep you online. And so if you, you don't necessarily need to know that your mom just got online or your mom just posted something. You don't necessarily need to know that, you know, that they're doing a new video. So when you have allotted your time, you're in control of your time. Okay. So we, we want you to make you in control of your time, then take the notifications and just turn them off. Um, I know. I know, unless it's something that you really absolutely feel like, you know what, you just don't want to miss it. And so like, for instance, that can be for me, um, our church has a live that goes on on Sunday mornings. And so I want to catch praise and worship. And so I have that notification when that notification comes on, it lets me know, okay, church is about to come on, but it doesn't need to be for every single person that you know on social media that you need to know that they're online because then what ends up happening is you you get the notification you're on there and then time five minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes of your day has been um taken away from you so adjust your notifications maybe you need to just turn them off and that is a way for you to uh to not be distracted so easily all right what else can we do to not be distracted? Okay, one, I think that I, I've, I've talked about this planner thing. One is taking the opportunity to, one, quiet yourself. Like, I just think that our our generation just really, because things are, we're just so busy and over and uh, uh, overwhelmed and just so much information bombarding us all the time that like if we don't take time to unplug if that's just once a day and we just sit and quiet ourselves I don't care if that's somewhere in the morning before you get up um some people say that they you know meditate um I would say meditate on the word of God that would be a way of meditating but just quieting yourselves listening to some relaxing music some ocean ocean sounds so that you can calm yourself but um, taking that those moments out so that you can really refocus and recenter yourself. I think that that's always going to be a key of healing in your mind is just finding time to unplug and get quiet. Okay. The other thing is, and I, I'm going to end it here. And I just think that it's the most important is the way to, to reduce your distractions. Okay. Is to one, Take time out 
that you are speaking and talking to God. I definitely think that God can talk to you about all those things that he needs you to do. And when we're talking to him and his purpose is clear to us, if we're in conversation with God every day, his purpose and his goals for your life will start to become not only clearer, but they become more of a center of attention for you that you you don't want to waste your time. I know that when um, it came to me, even, you know, writing the book, um, Identity Crisis, one of the things that I felt like um, I, that was a hindrance would be at times I could get distracted from that. But what would keep me coming back is why am I, what's my why? Why am I doing this? I'm doing this for God. This is God's word. God wants me to put this out there. And there's things that God wants you to do as well. And when we're focused on the things that he wants us to do, then Lovecraft, that can wait. You know, um, your f- favorite podcast show, The Breakfast Club or um the Real Housewives, all those things like and I and I watch it. I'm guilty of it, too. But budget out your time like these things aren't as important as what God has for us to do. This is why the enemy is distracting us because he doesn't want you to fulfill the things that God has called you to do. He wants you to die and go to the grave without fulfilling those things. And so our time is the most valuable thing that we could ever have in this life. We don't get it back. It's one of those things that today we will never see today again. It's done. Okay. And so all we have is the moment that we're in, the present moment. We should be present with our families. We should be present with our friends. We should be present in our work and um, and take the moments to enjoy our surroundings. When our heads are in our devices, when we're in the car, when we're walking, when we're um, socializing at dinner, um, then we don't give ourselves the opportunity to really be present with the people that matter the most. And those are the ones that we love. And it prevents us from loving people the way God would have us love people as well. So um, I encourage you guys. Oh, one other thing, too. This is the fifth thing that we can do. Instead of taking the phone with us to bed, we could take that phone and we can put it in the kitchen, um, have it like plugged into um, the outlets in there. Um, I don't think that we need to be able to like lock it in a safe or anything like that. I don't think it's that bad. But if we can just take it away, put it somewhere else so that especially if you're married, like pillow time, like pillow talk is like that's some of the best times. Like being able to talk to your spouse, talk to your significant other, you know, let them know about your day prayerfully. I know that all relationships aren't the same, but, you know, give yourself an opportunity to unplug from that. And really enjoy each other. So, yeah, take your kids phone like the phones don't need to go in the room at night. So. All right, guys, that's all I have to say. I love you until next week. Happy Soul Sunday. If you're listening to this on the replay, it's all good. Listen to it on the replay. And um, I love you. If you're interested in getting Identity Crisis, it is available on Amazon at www.amazon.com or my website at www.aprilteleesykes.com. I love you with all my heart. You guys have a good week. 
Be blessed. Talk to you next Sunday.